live at Ellis Island Casino for the 2023 Steam Sear Summer Tour. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go on a Wednesday, another edition of the Steve Sear Summer Tour going on like 10 years now, and we're set up at the front yard, Ellis Island. Adam Hill is here. Steve Sear is here. Brittany Palmer, former UFC Octagon girl and very much uh, known as an artiste. Now she'll be joining us in just a little bit, and a bunch of special guests throughout the show. we got to cover all the big news around the world of sports. VGK getting the job done last night, uh, taking out the scumbaggy, Dallas Stars on the ice, but also in the stands because the uh, fans last night were out of control. and uh, Scumbaggy. I was trying to be nice. Over-the-air radio, if this were a podcast, there would be a couple F-bombs dropped, but a uh, lot to get to. So what's up, Steve? Man, I, I, I can't believe you just said 10 years. We've been doing this 10 years, Cofield? Something like that. I think if I look back, uh, and a lot of it I have to track by photos, but I think if I look back, we, uh, we probably started doing these in like 11 or 12. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm not waiting till the end, so because I know our listeners are going to want to know. We're kicking off the summer tour. It'll be official here in about 10 minutes. My friend Naz, of course, with the uh, Jimi Hendrix National Anthem. But uh, we are going to do a couple more Bikini Tug of Wars this summer, so it's, it's going to happen. I want it, some more details after 5 o'clock, so we'll kind of build okay, that up. Okay, I think we can okay. give out some details, okay. at least potential locations. We don't know dates yet. Uh, no. But for people who are tuning in right now, explain what a Bikini Tug of War is, because a lot of people haven't seen... Uh, these events in person didn't watch the video last year which by the way if you go up on Facebook the uh, actually the show here is up on Facebook and I gotta I gotta reload the because we got a lot of video from the have you put in the the little reel that uh, we did I'm gonna send send that out the vast uh, internet crew Social media crew at Lotus will be on that in a couple minutes. But yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> s- s- sizzle reel, right? If the an industry term, it was, right. it was a really good reel. reel. And and Steve was in his yearly summer glory no, with, it, with his referee outfit, and he loves to blow the it, whistle. It, it, it's so much fun. You know, uh, first of all, it's a sanctioned event for eighteen dollars a year. I'm a member of the um, Tug of War Association of America. And uh, we have official weigh-ins, teams of three this year. Average girls to be 125 pounds, so the teams had to be under 375. Um, the strip clubs did much better than I thought. Peppermint Hippo was very impressive. I made it to the finals and got beat by uh, the, the, the favorite probably was the Sin City Roller Girls, right? They I were mean, the, the favorite. They had, they had the, yeah, they, they were a little girthier, but, they, you know, they were it wasn't <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't a bunch of fat asses. They were, they were just a little thicker. And... Uh, I thought the other good team, you uh, you had kind of a loaded team from your gym, didn't you? Oh, I did. Uh, uh, re- um, fight Capital. The Fight Capital gym was definitely the Fight a Capital, loaded. wasn't there the wife of a former fighter on the Fight Capital team? L- Lacey Cope, Kit Cope's, Kip Cope's wife, Which yeah, the UFC f- fighter. The she was strong. The, the fact that Kit's not here, um, I will say this because he can't hear me say Well, he can hear me say it, but he can't see me say it. Yeah, she was... In shape and super attractive. Yeah. And I was she, like, that's, my, a, that's a badass. She is my uh, strength and conditioning coach. Her birthday, she's 33 this Saturday. Yeah, Lacey, so she gets a shout-out. Now, you've seen enough of this, and as you said, you're officially sanctioned. That is my favorite part of the a- entire $18 thing. $18 a year. And the, the sizzle reel does include, it has some good bikini shots with tug-of-war, <laughs> followed by a close-up of you with the whistle, just looking looking ready to go and call any violations. But I'll, I'll ask you this. Have okay. you found it's a better strategy, because it's 375 total, it's a better strategy to go with like the one, just the monster that's no. going to crush it, and two little girls, or no. is it three average girls? Is that, that the one I, I have found over the years that if you have three 120, 125ers, they win. If you have one 160 and then a couple hundreds, it doesn't work because okay. the bigger girl gets tired. Remember, they have to do three or four rounds. Okay, they're in water. They're slipping. You know, three 
fit girls will beat one big girl and two small girls. This was the, this was the strategy I was looking it, for. It is. Yeah. So so we were definitely you know because we put betting lines on them. So the, the three fit girls would be the favorite in that. But the public and the pub always bet against the public. That would be my advice to all the listeners. The public always bets the team with the big girl. Of course, you go. You yep. you, you look at it, it's like I'm, I don't want <laughs> no, to. I don't want to. No, I'm not, I'm not making because I'm not making this comparison. All I'm saying is okay. you go to the racetrack. You, they march the horses around around the stable, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's the one." You never, <laughs> you never identify them by looks, though. Like that doesn't right. work. Right? It doesn't work. It's no one right. bets on the best looking horse. No, they do, but it doesn't work. It's yeah, not it how it goes. Work. The most muscly horse with a yeah. with a cute face. Yeah. Anyway, it's really fun. Yeah, anyway, I, I really anyway. glad that we're at the front yard. <laughs> I was going to say, know. let's talk about Elisana yeah. a little bit, and then I actually want, I want to get your quick reaction on the news about the A's. But uh, we're in the front yard. This place has like five different spots to hit. I mean, I would say ten different spots all over the property for food and gaming. Uh, where do you want to start? Let's start with the front yard and the setup here. The, the front it's yard is really cool because, like, right now it feels like we're kind of outside, right? I mean, even if it's 90 or 100 out with the air conditioners, the top does open. When it rains, you guys, I mean, that screen behind you was $480,000. I hope <laughs> Gary doesn't mind that I just said that. All these are waterproof TVs. These are six, seven thousand, because when it rains, it comes in. So we're really kind of sitting outside, but it feels nice, right? The, and the air flows. It, for it the Vegas Golden Knight games, you guys, it's slammed. And for every time the Vegas Golden Knights score a goal, the whole room gets a free shot, all 500 people. It's so awesome. it's pretty cool. And I, I think I've told you, I came here for some some big soccer matches that were incredible. Oh, World Cup you did? matches. Okay. Uh, Euro, the Euro finals last right. year was insane here. Um, and I'll, I'll just say, like, I love Ellis Island, the, the traditional, the old school, the, the casino, karaoke. the karaoke. All that. Right. I'm, a, I'm an Ellis Island guy. But when you have people come to town that have maybe been here in the past, you'll say, hey, let's go to Ellis Island. Oh, really? I want to go to Ellis Island? And they come here to the front yard? Like, it's unbelievable. They're like, wow, okay, this yeah. is a new era for Ellis Island for sure. So you got the old school, traditional, which I still love. The front yard is just awesome for everybody. So I think that's a great mix out here. But when we have the uh, Christina, my bosses, Christina and Anna Marie Ellis, you know, 29, 31-year-old, that, that run everything. I have to say that to him. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, there's a little event in November that is literally next door. And we're going to talk about that <laughs> later, too. Little yeah. one. A little one. F1. Little one affecting the area with the roads. By the, by the way, can we mention, because we're going to talk about the A's, right? Okay. And, the, and the A's are going to try to hustle up a stadium here by breaking ground, uh, what, later this year probably, yeah. and get a stadium done at, I the, tr- where the, Tropicana at, at the Tropicana is. Okay. is. But you see all the other projects around town take a while, like, the the bridge and it's a complicated project. The Tropicana Bridge is going to take like oh. three years. <laughs> F one came to town, plunked down two hundred forty million for the property next to you guys here at Ellis Island, and they're like, "Oh, roads? Yeah, we'll get them done in uh, four months." Like, Unbelievable! They're they're repaving everything on the, like in the area. It's going to be done. Would they have to take out the medians? And you know what? People don't realize. Remember, the F one race you guys is on graveyard. It's yeah. not in the daytime. Yeah. It's at ten at night to three in the morning. So what they've told us: if you work nine to five at Ellis Island, Steve come to work normal at 6 at night to 6 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Coval, the strips close, and they put a little film all over the road. They repave it, per se. And then the race is 10 to 3. So people don't realize that. The race is on graveyard. So, real quick, because we want to okay. have Naz play out the uh, the first portion of the show with his uh, national anthem, his version of the national anthem on the guitar. And we need um, to stand. What? Uh, always. Um just general thoughts, because we're not going to get into the money part of it. Okay. A's get a stadium done at Tropicana, right? For the city, baseball on the Strip, it's 2027. What does that do for everyone on the Strip, this area? 
It's you know, huge. it's relatively close for you. And it, as a host, what does it do for you? It, it's huge. I can tell you that the same thing Allegiant did, you guys. <clears throat> we didn't realize the Raiders are great, but all the events, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, it affects everybody. Even if they don't go to the event, they want to be in town for it. It's nuts, okay? They, they want to watch the Raider game here because it's here. All of my customers from out of town, we, will, we could be 1-15 in 15 or 1-16 in 16 with 17 games. <laughs> we'll always sell out. All of my out-of-towners, if they can afford to go to one game, all my Kansas friends, they're not going to go freeze their ass off in Denver. They're coming to the Raiders, Chiefs. That's it. And if they can't get tickets, they'll watch it here at the front yard. Baseball's going to be the same way. For, I'm very event-driven. I, yeah. I need it. So. And you have enough baseball cities where you can get, you know, you're oh. going to get uh, at least whatever. T- and we're going to have eight a Eight or ten of your players there, here. Just, okay. just like we have a butt. Oh, look has at, a you're, already, you're already putting the money out. Yeah. Mr. You sure? Yeah. The yellow stand. You want to clear that with them when they come out in the middle no, of the show? I will. I will. We'll, we'll ask them then. <laughs> Expectations have been laid down, right? You guys have a box pretty much everywhere else, and you've raved about the box at the oh. at Allegiant. And, and field passes. You're an Ellis Island good player. You get to be on the field before the game and sit in our 20-person skybox. It's pretty cool. You don't have to be a quarter-million-dollar player like a resorts world, but you got to play. You ready? You ready to yeah. stand up? All right. You ready for Nas? Yes, Nas. So introduce Naz. Uh, this is my friend I know friend he's been on the Naz, show, but for the audience, and uh, he's a great friend and an amazing guitar player. You've got to go see him at the barbershop. We will interview him later, and he's going to give us a little national anthem to to start the 2023 Steve Sear Summer Tour. J Rock. We come back in just a few right here with Cofield and Company. Cofield and Company is live in the front yard at Ellis Island for the Steve Sears Summer Tour. Come down now and enjoy an Ellis Island beer for just four bucks while you watch the show. Now, back to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas, live at Ellis Island Casino. You heard it, ESPN Las Vegas on the road. Steve Sear, summer tour starting for 2024. Adam Hill is here. Steve, we got a special guest in the front yard here at Ellis Island. It's my, my favorite artist of all time, and I, I'm one of the few men in America that I didn't know who she was, and other people might just because, you know, all right, she's beautiful, might look at her different. To me, she's my favorite artist. I love telling the story. In 2008, nine, I wanted, uh, Boston was my favorite band growing up. Cofield, you remember them. Yeah, that's your era, right? <laughs> Kinda. And, uh, I called a friend, and he got me to another guy, and I said, listen, I need someone that can paint uh, this album. 
And uh, this girl called me. All I knew, her name was Palmer, and she sounded like 12 years old on the phone. <laughs> this is 2009. And I got an amazing piece that's here right now at the front yard. And then I had her number, so about a year and a half later, I sent her a court guitar that I found at a pawn shop one night at 3 in the morning for 300 bucks. I said, take the strings off. I want Jimi Hendrix on it. And it, it's amazing. It's here right now. Everybody wants to buy the Jimi Hendrix guitar. How cool is the Cofield? It's amazing, right? It's amazing. Super cool. Okay. So now I don't know who she is. Uh, I'm an amateur boxer, as you know. I win a fight. The owner of my gym is Skipper Kelp, and him and Dana White invited me to the UFC fight. And I'm sitting there, and that was March of 2012. I remember it because my birthday's in March. And I subscribed to Playboy. And uh, the girls of the UFC were on the cover, and I'm sitting at the fight, and the ring girl goes around. And I make a comment like, man, those legs are unbelievable. And Skip and Dana looked at me and said, man, and she can paint too. I'm like, what? And I didn't read the article. I'm like, oh, my God. Brittany B. Palmer is Brittany Palmer. That's the girl that's doing all my art. And so four pieces later, she's going to do my fifth, and I'm super proud that she's a friend, and she always comes on my shows and has millions of followers. And so, uh, Mr. Cofield, say hi to Miss Palmer. Is that, <laughs> that, was, that was an intro. That was an intro. we got to let you go. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. bye. Okay, thank you guys so much for having me. <laughs> well, thank you, Steve. That was very, very nice. I love that story. Never gets old. No, it never gets old. No. And, you know, so how did you go from – now, were you in, like um, – I have a poster at home of all vintage stuff. Were you the girl on the poster for like a hypnotist a long time ago with the yes. clock? Yes. Uh, yep. Mark, uh, Mark Savard. Savard. Okay. Yes. So, and then I, I was yeah. reading too, and were you in Jubilee? Or I, just I was in, yeah, I was in an act in Jubilee. Okay, mm-hmm. unbelievable. A so- Rollabola act where I was the assistant where I would throw up uh, his Rollabolas. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I was, I was, it was in show business before I was UFC, before I was an artist. I was professional dancer big shows big stages lots of costumes and so was art just like a passion a hobby i mean now look it's not a secret if you go online her originals are amazing and you know five figures did did you think art was just going to be a fun thing or did you know it was going to really be a job you know when i was so right out of high school i was dancing in the big vegas shows i was in x burlesque i was at the v ultimate variety show i was in jubilee um i was a go-go dancer and I was you know following a passion of dancing Um, and then I was 21 years old and I was for sure like this is the life I'm going to be a dancer I'm going to produce my own burlesque shows wrap it up like this is my my life damn so I was 21 years old I was in a car accident here in Las Vegas fractured my pelvis in three places I was unable to walk and I'm you've known me a while I'm very energetic I always have to be doing something I wear many hats so when you kind of get forced to stay bedridden and I just needed to express myself I needed to get out energy and so the way that I rehabbed my injuries was to paint I just would smoke a bunch of weed listen to Jimi (laughs) Hendrix listen to Jimi Hendrix and paint his portrait over and over and over and eventually I got really good and it was interesting when you find a passion that you're good at and you find it it it's like this insane love affair that you are so addicted to. And I, I couldn't think of doing anything else ever. Like, it was just instant that this was my path. And from that point, when I was able to walk again and to, you know, dance again, I just didn't have the same drive as I I did for art. So I had to make that decision to, at that point, 
make a decision to stop one career and do another and pursue another. So I moved to L.A. to go to art school uh, to try and, you know, to master this craft. Because everything I was doing was I was, like, self-teaching. So I wanted to go to school and understand technique and understand how to get to where I need to go without art is just like anything it's like driving a car right you got to put the key you got to get in you got to put your seatbelt on you got to get the keys in there's steps to getting it to just do it so with painting it's the same thing it's because when you came in today you were like oh i need to redo that i love that 2009 now obviously (laughs) so so from two 2009 to 221 yeah you see a big difference oh yeah even to now even to now my my new stuff uh that I'm painting for my show in July is completely different. I, I it's, it's constantly evolving, constantly. And I, that's what I think I fell in love with because every painting I did was different. Every painting I do is better than the last one. And it's like, fuck, what's going to happen? Can I say that word? No. no. <laughs> we, have, we can dump it. We're good. We're good. We've got a guy back in the studio. By the way, that's Brittany Palmer. That's not why I did it. I wanted, I wanted to make sure people who, um, uh, who are listening know the voice. Steve Sears here. here. It's Cofield. Adam Hill. Keep going. Yeah, no, but it, it was more like what's going to happen, what's going to continuously happen. And I also think like being in the modeling industry, being with UFC, being a ring girl it has a shelf life. Being a painter doesn't. So, so the car accident was a blessing. I know absolutely. that sounds stupid. but No, right? it no? absolutely was a blessing. Absolutely. If not, I would have probably been still dancing in burlesque shows, probably cocktail waitressing at nightclubs, like just wear and tearing my body down and uh i wouldn't be at all where i am now as an artist i mean obviously you get your foot in the door because of who you are at times oh that's somebody but at the same time you have to prove yourself more too because people are like oh that's the hot girl that's just a painter on the side so like do you feel it's helped or hurt who like who you are good question it's a great question i think it's done both it okay so if anyone has Business is just eyes on product, right? That's what you, if you, if you have a business and you can get people to see it, that's the first big step to having a successful business. Why well, I have that. Right. But yeah, proving myself and also going against the grain of just being a pretty face. Like, you don't want to just be given something because you're pretty or be given something because you have a following. Be given it because you deserve it and the work speaks for it. Like, I want someone to see my paintings and be like, that is amazing. And then I'm secondary to it. Like, I don't want me to speak louder than my work and I think it's been a struggle but it's also an adventure because you start seeing this kind of this sheet be revealed of the judgment that could be passed and then when you when you surprise people and people are so open to that it's really a beautiful thing and they're like oh wow you really are a painter yeah. and I'm like no I swear it's funny I've heard the same thing from people because you know I was covering UFC for as long as Wait I about did yourself? Before, before the, no about her yeah, I'm saying like... before I covered the Raiders covered <laughs> the UFC for as long that, like, no. there's been a lot of doubters about Adam yeah, yeah, of course very odd individual yeah, yeah, <laughs> just a pretty face Sorry, yeah. who can happen to write no I covered UFC for a long time before I covered the Raiders and and people would say, oh, Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey. But I would actually get a lot of questions about you. Oh, what is she? And I was like, I don't really know her. Mm-hmm. But I was like, she's an artist. You know, she does. You know, and people like, yeah, okay. And they would, I would say, like, no, look, she, she can do she's art. And people think, oh, wow, okay, she actually can. Like, yeah. it, it's stunning it's, it, for it people, is, right, yeah. to, to have that. So I, that has to be a good feeling, too, when people are like, oh, okay, yeah. she actually is good at this. And probably, yeah. girls probably hate that you do that, too. Oh, she's talented and pretty. That sucks. Uh, yeah, Three I mean- people today <laughs> asked if, I, if, if that was for sale. Yeah, I heard three them. people, and then they like, said, "How much for the Santana?" And I said, "No, it's not for sale." <laughs> You'll never get rid of those. No, no. That, well, my daughter wants a couple pieces, but uh, n- not, not yet. Yeah. So, yeah. 
We've got Brittany Palmer with us here, Cofield and Company, ESPN Las Vegas, Ellis Island. So I do want to ask some UFC questions. Ah, How long sure. were you with the UFC? I have been with. I'm still, still with. with them. Okay. I'm still, still there. there. I have a fight uh, in Vancouver. Uh, 16 years. No See, I way. I did not know that. You yeah. knew that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I apologize. Years. I guess I haven't been up on the events. 16. So you still like doing it? I love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely love it. I, I think as long as you take care of yourself, you know, you kind of are progressively, you know, keeping up with the times of how you look and, and representing the sport and enjoy the sport. I mean, I, it's it's incredible. I love UFC. It's so damn fun. <laughs> and so do you guys get to go down, Brittany, like, so if it's something in Australia, do you go down, like, the day before or three days before? Are you there for the weigh-in and all that good stuff? I don't do those anymore um, because of my schedule and the other things that I do. But when I had done the Australia stuff, so we'd probably go out two days before. Okay. Get like a day to acclimate, and then you do weigh-ins, fight. And most of the time, the girls will want to stay a couple days and enjoy Australia. But uh, when I had gone, we'd, we'd circle it back pretty quick. So you get to see the world for free. She gets paid. I, mean, I get paid to see the world, yeah. 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 It, it's interesting, though, that you and Ariane obviously kind of the OGs mm-hmm. of the game. Um, but from everybody I've heard, you guys are very cool with the, the new like the new crop of girls, girls oh, yeah. coming in. I guess why is that important to you? Like, why have you been like that? Because you could easily be like, this is our turf, get away. Because I think that it's not our turf, you know? I think that we're all just, like, happy to be there. And it's so much more fun when you're best friends with girls and you're traveling together and you're going to restaurants and you're having wine. And, you know, you, you're very vulnerable on the road. And, and I'm not sure if you guys have done a lot of traveling for work. I mean, there's a vulnerability to being homesick. There's a vulnerability to missing out on things. It's like you kind of are, you're you're forced to be so present, and it's really nice to be present with people that you enjoy because then it just makes it like an adventure, and we're not like, oh, we got to go out of town again. It's like, yay, like I get to go spend time with Brooklyn, and, you know, Brooklyn and I are really close, and it's like we, we live in the same city, but we hang out. On the road. More on the road. On the road, yeah. yeah. That is so true. I'm at the point in my career, you know, I've been fired nine times. That, that's not funny. It's funny. Uh, that, that who I work with, that's why I'm at Ellis Island, because I love the family right. and the girls, is more important than where I work. When I first started my career, I had to be at Caesars. They fired me twice. You know, I mean, now it's who I work with is more important. So yeah. that, that's, that was a good answer. Good who's, the, uh, who's the coolest celebrity you've met? Maybe, uh, maybe surprisingly cool. Gosh, or maybe someone know. you're just friends Can with I that you would you would not have been friends Joe with. Joe Rogan. Okay. Oh, that's Joe cheating. Rogan. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's Anthony, got a podcast. Anthony Bourdain was was one of the coolest yeah. celebrities. Um, I think that he was just a really down to earth guy. He genuinely enjoyed UFC. He genuinely enjoyed meeting us, and like we didn't feel this intimidation of like, you know. Can we talk to him? Like, we were like, sick, that's Anthony Bort. Like, yeah. you know, it was exciting, and, and I think that he's just a really uh, interesting character, or, you know, was, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I think, Anthony. I think greats like him appreciate the craft, and I know yeah. he got into jujitsu, and then yeah. he, you could see him on the shows. He lost a lot of weight. Yeah. But I think, like, the highest level people, the, the good ones, yeah. have an appreciation for other people and, and almost can humble themselves to kind of honor the craft they're watching. Absolutely. Which which is neat with MMA. I mean, it's Adam knows you yeah. know from being around it. I mean, it's... It is in, it's incredible the amount of work that, you know, and the ups and downs that these men and women have to put yeah. in. Yeah. So, somebody asked me this question the other day, so I'll ask it to you. What, is there a fight night or a fight card or a fight in particular you remember, like, being there and, like, whoa, this is, like, a really crazy over-the-top? My answer, um, and I don't know if you were even there yet, thinking back, but it was Frank Mir Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar debuted at Mandalay Bay. 
it was the crazy because nobody knew if he could fight. Uh-huh. You're like, can this can he even fight? Mm-hmm. And like the anticipation of him walking out was like overwhelming to everybody in the arena. So was there like a night for you that was like, oh, this was this Absolutely. is special? Khabib and Conor McGregor. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Why yeah. is that? But, because they mobbed literally the octagon. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Was that? I, I thought I was we thinking had, pre-fight and a hype. No, You're right no, after. No, 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 no. We were. It was so tense. And I actually, one of my favorite arenas. I really like uh, Brooklyn. We were in Brooklyn. Um, what's the name of that arena? Why am I? Uh, Barclays. Barclays. Oh yeah, Barclays. I really, really like Barclays. I always have. I, I because I love New York, and Madison Square Garden is kind of a pain in the ass to get there. Obviously. So I was so, like, we were just all so pumped. We are like, in New York, and we're at Barclays, and it was the whole thing. And then the, the, the drama was there, and it was just really feeding it. And we didn't really realize how serious it was until, like, weigh-ins were, like, and then I saw, like, Dana, and everyone's getting real tense. We're like, because uh, <laughs> yeah. something's going on. And then after the, after the fight, when they literally stormed the, the octagon, we had security grab us by the back of the robes, literally like we were like dogs. Like you know how they they grab the collars and then just drag us to the backstage. And I think that that was the first time where I was like, "This is." It was right. It, it was, was right. Yeah, this tough, is real. Tough night for me. Uh, not to make it about myself, but I love that uh, Connor's or excuse me, Khabib's translator got arrested on my computer. I have 15 minutes to write a story on Deadline after the fight. The cops had him pushed down. My comp- I couldn't open my computer, and I was like, uh, guys. I'm busy. What, what, what are we doing? i got to write this story, but I was like, I think there's more important things yeah. going on here. Yeah, that was wild yeah. to be there for that sure. No question about it. Uh, did, I mean, did you like the sport when you first started, or loved did you have it. to learn to? I loved it. I had a, a high school boyfriend, um, and his mother, she was such a big UFC fan. So I would, you know, we, we were dating in high school. I was with him, you know, three years. And she would watch every single fight. She would throw the pillows at the screen. Like, it was an <laughs> event. And it's just like, when you see someone so passionate about it, I'm like, what is this? So, yeah, I, I liked it before I did it. So this might be a weird question. Where can people reach out to you or where could they buy your art? Do you do it? It's going to sound stupid. Like, on demand, you take orders? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, everything. So, BrittanyPalmer.com is my website. I sell prints and originals on my website along with, um, you know, I painted for Topps, the trading cards. I was just going to ask that. I, I don't know if we have time, but, you know, she did this whole thing with yeah. Topps baseball cards. And Star Wars. And Star Wars. I painted oh, Star wow, Wars wow. and Topps. I'm their artist. So, we're selling all of that on my website. My social media, Brittany Palmer. Um, and then, look out for July 6th. I have an art show coming up. Here in Las Vegas, so we'll have everything online: uh, prints, cards, Ethica underwear, everything I've done. It's all going to be at BrittanyPalmer.com. You know, it's real cool. On I don't know if you noticed, like on the Boston, she puts to Mr. C one of one. Uh, that's why I love my collection. The Sear collection is there's no more. There's, there's no, no more. That's it. No prints. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. Cool. Appreciate you coming so fast down with her. Yeah, it's so awesome. There, you, there she is, Brittany Palmer. It. Let's give away some Aces tickets right now. Game. Uh, Two at home uh, coming up on Sunday as the links are in town. 364-1100-364-1100. It's in the ESPN fan zone. It's brought to you by Finley, Volkswagen, Henderson, Western Credit Union, and uh, Ari's got the tickets right now. Call her 7364-1100. Home of the 999 Steak Special all day, every day. Or try the best of Las Vegas award-winning barbecued chicken and ribs cooked low and slow to perfection only at the Ellis Island Barbecue with Cofield and Company. Live at the Steve Sears Summer Tour. Emergency press conference if you're a Dallas Stars fan. 
if you were one of the fans throwing stuff onto the ice after the second period, turn in your card right now. I don't want you, the fan base doesn't want you, go home. Hanging at Ellis Island for the Steve Sears Summer Tour, it's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Yeah, those are some fans. What's our arena? The uh, American? American Airlines Arena. AA. Uh, some of the fans apologizing for the other fans. We'll get to the fans here in a second. Uh, we'll get to a lot more of Jamie Benn and that nonsense with Mark Stone. Looks like Ben has been suspended for two games now, so if the Knights get the job done quickly, uh, we won't see Jamie Benn in the playoffs. And This for, season for is over. falling? Uh, let's talk about the fans. <laughs> I, I already know what Adam's take is. Any... If, if Adam reads outrage from VGK fans, he's automatically going to go contrarian because his thought is the majority of VGK fans are morons. I'm not a fan, so I'll, I'll take the bait. I'm not a fan. And the fact that Jamie Benn said he was using the second go-around on the ground as a stabilizer is one of the more ridiculous things I've ever heard. So dumb. He, I mean, if you want to stick with that take, I would also, I'd love for you to go up to Mark Stone and go, bruh, he was, he felt. He didn't do anything to you. Like the second go-around, he, he was pressing on his head and neck with the stick. He Come on. absolutely went to cross-check his head on the ground. And you, you know that because everybody after the game of, from his own team, if there would have been this narrative of he was going to say that he was falling and using Mark Stone to break his fall, somebody, he would have said it in the locker room last night and somebody would have said it after the game, right? I right. mean, Peter Moore would have said it instead of saying it was stupid, he lost his head. Like he, he would have told them that and they would have done damage control last night. The fact that he had a whole night to think about it. And that's it's what he came up with. It's almost like he didn't know that it was on film. Not a big deal. He had to have watched it, right? Right. I mean, it was, it was egregious. Well, who knows? Maybe, just, maybe in running out after the game and not speaking to anyone, maybe he just went straight to bed. Well, he stayed around to the end of the game because the, the media saw him walking past them in, into his car. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. So in your mind, did the Knights do a job by the middle of the second period? Had they broken the stars and their fans, where they just got them all to snap. I mean, the fans. Come on, it seemed like it. Calm, calm down. Yeah, it seemed like it. Um, I don't think there was, you know, there was much question about that. I mean, they, they were frustrated. They thought that they were going to put this big effort in and the night score right away. And then I actually think boom, boom, boom. Three I think nothing. If, I think if the Knights didn't score at the end of that five-minute power play, Dallas would have won the game. Oh wow. I, I think that would, that is true. But I think score finally getting that goal, and then it, now it's two nothing. Now they're now they're you know devastated. They're they're beaten. Uh, they have nothing left in them. They know that their their captain is out for the game, so they're already shorthanded. And then the Donoff goes down, so they're extremely shorthanded. Uh, so they have they're not only shorthanded at the end of that. Uh, they're going to have to to you know double shift and, and change things up so that they can have enough forwards to even get through the game. But they're also down two nothing and chasing goals, and they just didn't have a response. And then. You know, Ottinger flips out, and he gets one, you know, an easy one over his shoulder. Um, any any energy and any effort that they could have pushed forward uh, was just zapped from them, and and it was very clear that the Knights took that away. Big victory Thursday game coming up, game four in Dallas. This is a great spot to uh, check out the game. Front yard, Ellis Island. We're uh, right off of Koval. We're going to tell you what's going on down here with the uh, the roads and F one a little later on, as the owners of Ellis Island will be in on the four o'clock hour. Steve Sears coming back with us and. Just a couple minutes, and really we want to use today's show as a way to not only kick off the Steve Sears Summer Tour, but it really is a kickoff to the summer. We're not going to be on the air on Memorial Day on Monday, and that's really the official kickoff. 
So we're doing it today. We're here at Ellis Island. Come on down. Uh, Steve uh, told everyone in the audience the last couple of weeks as we were promoting this thing, you come down, you buy an entree in the front yard. You shouldn't need to be coaxed to come down here. It's a no. great spot. But you come down, he'll get your first beer. They have their own brewery here. If you've never been to Ellis Island, this brewery's been around since 1998. They've got four stable beers. They've got specialty beers just about every quarter. It is a great place. And then the front yard, now with this brand-new bar, the bar inside, you got Village Pub, you got the barbecue spot, you got karaoke, you got a Metro Pizza. I mean, it is... This is such a cool place, and it's always one of those places we love being at because it is for you guys, the locals. It's the Steve Sears Summer Tour, live at Ellis Island Casino Hotel and Brewery with Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Man. Legend. Yeah, legend. Legend. And now she's got, there's some show traveling. Uh, I think I'm going to it. I, my uh, girlfriend bought tickets, so I got to look into that. But uh, yeah, Tina Turner, unfortunately. Same, same girlfriend that wow. we did the birthday party years ago at Hooters? Yep. That was epic, right? That was... Uh, Who hosted that? You did. Okay. And it was <laughs> awesome. I forever owe you. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, she's still I'm still freaking it. out that we've been doing this a decade. A decade of this. I feel like maybe time. we've been doing it longer now that I, that I mention. Because <laughs> uh, it's been at least 10 years since that birthday wow. party. So I would have asked you if I'd barely known you to... I don't really ask anyone around town for anything. I feel kind of guilty about no, it. No, no, no. So we, you, you we, came we, through we, big we're, time We're family. That we're family. Thank you. Okay. Uh, our, next, our, our next guest. ESPN Las Vegas, Ellison. It's kind of how you know Madonna, Cher, just J-Rock. J-R-O-C, yeah, okay. if, you, if you had to do it. So when I met uh, J-Rock, like 2004, I was, you know, a big swing and whatever at the Hard Rock. <laughs> and he was just working. I think he was like the trash kid at, at rehab. Now, I mean, Cofield, I know you guys don't get out as much as you and Adam should, but from the barbershop he's helped create to um, Mas Por Favor, I mean, any cool venue, Stitched, I mean, we definitely got to go to Stitch and, and get some new suits. I mean, J-Rock is my nightlife guy. You know, he is the Steve Sear of nightlife, period, period, except he owns these places. I just work for these places, okay? So, uh, anyway, uh, J-Rock, thank you for coming on. We've done stuff before, but uh, ESPN, I know the listeners just love to hear, like, kind of what you do and give us the reader's digest version of how you got into all these clubs that you do yeah is this like the elevator pitch or like yeah. <laughs> good. Good. We'll, we'll, we'll run back some time here um obviously when i first met uh when i first met you you know i was working at the hard rock um i was in the marine corps so i had just got home from iraq and uh it was my first nightlife job and i as you said i was the trash guy because that <laughs> was the only position I could get um, to get into the Hard Rock. The Hard Rock at the time was the place in Vegas. I agree. There really was no nothing like it, so I was willing to do whatever, and so that's what I did. And kind of worked my way up through the, the ranks there, and then went, uh, went and moved over to the Palms, opened uh, the, the whole Playboy Tower. You know, we had a, a partnership there with Hugh Hefner, and, um, you know, just kept moving up, up and up until I was kind of at the top of the company in a, a director of nightlife role and um, got to do some really cool things with the Palms. You know, we did the VMAs. We, you know, the Maloofs were just really smart when it came to, you know, being ahead of the time because back, that was back before social media. So these guys were like, okay, let's go down the, you know, um, what is it? Uh, how do you call it? Uh, reality show yeah. vibe right um and so they brought oh, in that's right they did, real that's world right. yeah no, they, the right. real world uh you know the girls next door oh, um, about that. 
there were so many, you know, there were so many there. And so those guys were really smart uh, on that side. I, I ended up doing a couple of reality shows myself uh, through that whole process. That was that was fun. <laughs> lost a lost probably a year from my liver damage. <laughs> but, um, you know, met a lot of great, great people during that time and really kind of, you know, built my network and, and built my professional career in uh, food and beverage hospitality at that time. And from there, um, you know, I did, I took a year just kind of following the whole uh, reality show thing and kind of doing appearances and all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, started my own company, started consulting at first um, and was consulting, uh, helping open multiple properties, uh, Intrigue at the Win, Hakkasan over at MGM. Um, you know, I was I was doing a lot, and uh, at the Pe- time, people don't realize that you know Hakkasan one quarter outdid the casino. They had to publicize oh, yeah. that. You know, the, the casino made sixty-two million. Hakkasan did seventy. And when was that? What when? year? What, what year you think? Uh, like second year that after it opened. Yeah, I so mean, they, they had to publish that. I had MGM stock, so I mean, I got to see it. it's <laughs> unbelievable. So how yeah. much has it changed? Um, it, it's changed quite a bit, you know, because food and beverage, you know, back then. You know, the gaming was really like the thing, and yeah. it still is a thing, right? Like it's not going anywhere. But food and beverage wasn't at the same level as it is now. You know, now you have every celebrity chef in the world. You know, you have the best nightlife operators in the world. You know, entertainment has really just made that strong comeback, like it used to be, right? Like when the in the old Rat Pack Elvis days, but <laughs> amplified, right? If you're a casino property here. You know, it's like you have to have all these 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 things. You know, you got to have your own theater and do your own shows, and you got to have like the Cirque du Soleil style um, show. Then you got to have the Gordon Ramsay or the you know and the damn pool party and a pool party. Co- and a Co- Co- I put the over under on pool parties at three years. I remember when I was in that meeting and Peter Morton and everybody's like, "Oh, we're going to charge a hundred dollars for guys, and we're going to charge." 2000 for a cabana. I'm like, that is not going to last. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Steve's like, what a dumb idea. <laughs> what a dumb idea. I, and, and on Sunday, that's Man. a checkout day. That was yeah. a checkout day. And, you know. Crazy times rehab, right? Like, there was, n- I've never seen anything like it since. Um, obviously, it was the first big pool party. And to your point, like, people were, you know, standing in line for hours to pay thousands just to get in. Um, you know, those guys, we would do those guys made a lot of money back then. Hard Rock's on opening morning. I was, you know, up high. We would do 700000 on a Sunday. That's so crazy. Not, yeah. not Memorial Day. That'd be, we'd try to hit a million. One day. We'd hit 700000 one day, one pool party. Steve's here, J-Rock, Adam, Cofield. Keep going. Yeah, so, I mean, back in those days, too, you know, this is before the IRS caught up with us. <laughs> and cash flow was everywhere. <laughs> and tips at that time, I mean, you know, everybody everybody was making a lot of money and um, you know, some things changed down the road as, as the, you know, the government figured out what was going on. You know, like, why is this bartender driving a Ferrari? You know? <laughs> um, but, man, those were the glory days, you know, kind of the early times. And, uh, you know, now we're in this new era, which is really exciting. You know, um, I'm really excited with uh, the growth of Las Vegas and where it's going. The sphere is really exciting. You know, we got the, the, the A's coming, right? We got, we got actually, we got some sports teams here now. Um, you know, for years it was just boxing, which for me, I love boxing. I've always been a boxing enthusiast. I've always been a big UFC guy. Should have um, turned pro. Maybe still. I'm telling you, this guy. Oh, really? is we got one yeah. coming. We got one coming. Thank I've you, sparred Steve. him before. He's really strong. Yeah, you should have just <laughs> Thank turned you. pro. I got one. I got one coming. But you know, having the Raiders here now, having the Golden Knights here now, having the A's coming in basketball, right? Like it's just adding to the culture of Vegas, adding to you know what this city is is you know 
entertainment. You know, F1 coming in. And, you know, so this, crazy. Such exciting time, I think, you know. And, and as you see, the, the, the neighborhoods outside of Las Vegas are, are expanding also. You know, and for me, in the food and beverage side of things, I'm looking at a lot of those different corridors also, because as as it gets bigger and bigger, just like any metropolitan city, you know, it's like if you live in New York, you're probably not at Times Square very much, you know, like so, you know, there's a lot of growth and I'm excited to see that. I I, I see a a theme park coming here. You know, I know Universal's doing a a trial run with uh, with Area 15, which is really cool. I've been saying it for years, you know, an adult theme park here. Oh wow! It, it would it would crush. I mean, yeah. I, this yeah. last weekend with EDC, that really is an adult theme park. Uh, <laughs> if you guys have never been, it's wild. Um, so we've got we got about two awesome. minutes left. I know Adam, you wanted to jump in. Well, I had like eighteen questions. It's awesome, but uh, I love it. If Let's I would have told you in two thousand four that there'd be not only an NFL stadium and an NHL arena, but also nightclubs inside of those, oh is, my that, God, is that just question. crazy to even think about? It is. It really is, and you know the Winfield Club at at um, Allegiant. at Allegiant is next level. You know I've it's been insane. to a lot of different stadiums. You know, live those guys did a good thing down there in Miami, but nothing touches the you know what they've done from that aspect. And it's just it, I feel like it's it, it kind of needed it, right? Because Vegas is very entertainment driven. You know, the Golden Knights have done a fantastic job with the energy and creating this atmosphere that is unlike any other NHL experience i've ever had so you know um basketball and, and baseball they got a lot on their shoulders to keep carrying the flag forward so hopefully the a's get their clean, clean up the team a little bit do you really have 18 questions i do can i let me let me give a bridge because can you stick around for a few more sure we'll carry you into the four o'clock hour yeah. uh j rock is with us local club owner i think we need to talk about more of his stuff in the four o'clock hour but i, I did want to mention this it, it's great as you talk about this right so you're an innovator you can see things that are coming uh, Steve just mentioned something I'd never thought of, and I guarantee people back when those pool parties, I'd never thought of this. Oh. The the Sunday checkout thing, I'm sure there are a lot of people in town who are like, like you said, well, that's stupid. Everyone's leaving town. Why would you have a pool party on Sundays? Can I tell you, this show is the king of, uh, it's not going to work. <laughs> I, sw- I swear, I've been thinking about it so much lately because of the A's, right? And every time we've had a, a major league team potentially coming to town, we were high on the the nights and the possibilities but we were a little bit leery you know ice hockey in the desert we were (laughs) not super pleased with the the size of the deal the raiders got and i think it's going to work out we've been very anti-a's and a couple weeks ago on the ace thing i'm like you know maybe we should just sit back and shut the hell up because every time innovators come up with something like it works most of the time it works like 95 percent of the time i'm event driven the A's are just another event. Yep. So I've got players, and the Royals are here. They're going to come from Kansas City to watch their team. Okay. Yeah, who's not going to want to come to Vegas to watch a game? You know, if if, if you're in Southern California, hey, I'm going to go out to Vegas for the weekend, hit one of these pool, pool parties, hit one of the games, go see some, you know, whatever, Celine Dion, whatever you want to do, right? <laughs> Strip club. Keep those thoughts. Yeah, we'll come back. Okay. We're live here at Ellis Island, the front yard, 4 o'clock hours on the way. ESPN Reno will join in along with ESPN Las Vegas. Steve Sears, Summer Tour, just kicking off.